Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Top Flight Podcast. You know what it is. You know what we're here to do. Back on screen today. I'm with the boys. Beautiful Austin, Texas, as always. We got Eric and we got B in here as well. Starting off with you, B. How are you, mate? Doing good, bro. Doing great. Uh, another midweek episode. We're, we're cranking these out, uh, you know, so hope y'all enjoy this one, too. Yeah, we've gotten a good response so far. Um, obviously, the first two episodes that we've dropped midweek, uh, the the listenership, I guess, on it has been has been good. So it tells us that the fans like listening to some midweek episodes and we've been uh, cranking them out just like B says, and we're going to keep on doing it. Um, thankfully, Austin MC always has something to talk about and <laughs> you can't leave out sure. international and European football. We also got Eric in here, the Top Flight Podcast stat and topic contributor, mate. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing good. We got a lot to talk about. I can't wait to get to it. Let's get it, guys. Let's get this episode rolling. Let's Woo! go. I like that <laughs> energy, man. Let's get it. <laughs> mate. mate, okay, bro. Yes, just like Eric said, we do have a lot to talk about this episode. Austin FC announced a new signing. Also, we're going to preview a bit of the, the Austin FC 2 match is going to be this weekend against the Houston Dynamo 2. Also, we're going to give some love to our boys that are going to their international duty call-ups. we got Leo Weissen and Owen Wolf, And then we're going to get into some Champions League football, European, sorry, Europa football, and the international fixtures that are coming up this weekend for y'all. So before we get into the Austin FC segment, I'm just going to give a shout-out real quick to the sponsor. Shout-out to Lupe. If you have any questions on buying or selling a home, make sure to hit her up while the Lupe Realty she is really good in that she will help you out uh, so much to make the process easy on you also we got to send a shout out to our writers from weareawesometv.com shout out to scott football critic and my gjc uh, p- uh, pumping out a bunch of good articles for y'all previews also uh, the ones that i like the most is run it back where they break down what happened in the previous game either it's a win or a loss they break it down well also play by play and player ratings one of my favorite things. that's run it back so shout out to those those homies scott Fullboard Critic, and JC. Let's get into the part, y'all. Uh, Austin MC announced the signing of Alexander Radovanovic. Radovanovic, I hope I'm saying that right. New center back. He is 29 years old, six foot two, Serbian citizenship. He's left-footed. Mentioned he's a CB already. We were getting him from the Belgian League, top flight Belgium League. Uh, he was scouted by Legia Warsaw in July of 2022, and there's an article linking him to the Columbus crew as well. Uh, it's important to know just some club history stuff here. From 2010 to 2015 uh, is when he started his career at Makva Sabak. 65 appearances, three goals. From 2015 to 2016, he played in OFK Belgrade. 15 appearances, no goals. 16 to 18, he played in Spartak Subotica. 45 appearances and five goals. In 2018, uh, quick spell to Vojvodina, 11 appearances, one goal. From 2018 to 2021, he played in a team that more, maybe more people would be familiar with, Lens. Uh, they're from League, uh, if I'm not mistaken, or they got promotion with him in Lens. He had 33 appearances and two goals. Uh, he In 2019, seems like he went to Lens 2, where he had one appearance, so it's probably just maybe a little punishment here or there. Yeah. 2021, he signed to Korczynk the team where we got him from. He 44 appearances, no goals there. And 2023, Wikipedia now has him listed as Austin FC lone player. Uh, real quick, before I get to your take on him, I got a quote here from Sean Rubia, the interim sporting director. He said, Alexander is an experienced left-footed center back who will bring quality and depth to the team's defensive options. Uh, said Austin FC interim sporting director, Sean Rubio. This is from the Austin FC website. We look forward to welcoming him to the club and to the city. What are your thoughts on the new center back that Austin MC brought into the club, B? Uh, first of all, uh, I mean, this game, when we saw a uh, pre-court tweet that green smoke, it was, to me, it was a way surprise. Um, it caught me off guard. Uh, so uh, this came out of nowhere, in my opinion. And um, the time the that was blowing up because um, we all knew what position we needed. So we kind of knew that maybe we could have, uh, you know, if Picord in the club was needing a center back, we were going to get a center back, bro. And we were correct in assuming that because we desperately need one. Leo is going on um, international duty and, you know, we're left with no, essentially no center backs. So, yeah, it turned out to be him. Um, I guess, you know, he hasn't been playing. Um, we'll get into some of those issues on why. Um, but as far as overall thoughts on him, I'm excited because we do need a center back badly. So I'm glad that we got one to, to come in. You know, 
I want him to come in as soon as possible, as quickly as he can to get into the country, as as, as soon as possible to get acclimated with the squad and, and get a training session in. And, you know, we just need him badly. Uh, Colorado's coming in quick. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. Doesn't seem like it. But we do need him badly. We really do. Um, yeah, I mean, excited because we do need him badly. Excited um, because he's another European center back. We got Leo. We got Gaberson from Europe. So, you know, so far the center backs coming from Europe for us have been doing great. Um, yeah, I'm no, excited, man. Excited. My main priority is to get him as fast in the team, as acclimated as possible so he can get on the pitch for us, bro. Because in my opinion, I think as soon as he, as soon as he's available, as soon as he can, he's going to go straight into the starting 11, bro. I think him and Leo are going to be partnered up. As, so, as soon as he, as Wolf thinks he's ready to do it, he's going to jump right into the starting 11 and free up uh, Alex Ring, in my opinion. We'll see. We'll see. Just a bit more info here on uh, Alexander. Right here it says uh, Radanovic. Radovanovic. Hopefully I'm saying that right. <laughs> I'm going to get it right. A 29-year-old defender who plays primarily as a center back, holds Serbian citizenship, and began his career with his hometown club, Makva Sabak, in 2010. From 2015 to 2018, he had stints at Serbian Superliga clubs, OFK Belgard, Spartak Subotica, and Vojvodina, as, as we mentioned earlier, scoring six goals across 70 total appearances in the league. In 2018, Radovanovic joined French side Lens, as mentioned before, then competing in League Two. He made 37 total appearances for Lens between 2018 and 2021, scoring two goals and helping the team earn promotion to League 1 in 2020. So with more info there, Eric, I want to get your take on this guy, man. I mean, a lot of Austin FC fans were blindsided by it. The only bit of information that I had received here underground underneath the table was the fact that it was going to either be a center back, but it could even be a midfielder. Even the source was un- unsure about this uh, about this signing. So definitely, just like B said, it did come out of nowhere. The green smoke came out of nowhere, but a position that the club definitely needed, and a lot of fans had had guessed it. Center back, center back, center back. So what are your thoughts on this guy, man? He obviously joins Austin FC on a very short loan deal until June only. We're going to talk about that, but... Uh, what are your thoughts on him, man? Obviously, you know it can't be, can't be too, uh, can't be too much on this guy that that we know. So go ahead, mate. I, I saw some highlights of him. He to me looks like an average, decent player. He has qualities that that um, Leo has. He likes to find that that through ball in the air. He likes to switch the ball side to side. He likes. He loves a good tackle. But Austin MC needs a center back. Uh, I think Austin and Steve will take whatever they can get in the center back department. So hopefully he works out. Hopefully he's not like a thotic. You know, everybody, you know, I thought he was going to be a great uh, defender off of his highlights. And <laughs> uh, no, that wasn't what we got. <laughs> we got an embarrassing show from him. But I think he's going to I think he's going to slot in very good. I hope. I hope. I hope. I don't want to eat my words, but I hope. We'll see, man. We'll see. Definitely, there were some uh, some similarities in the highlights. When I was watching his highlights, I couldn't help but think, like, wow, this guy's very similar to Thadik. Uh, also thinking the same way, I was like, wow, this guy's very similar to Lil. And at the same time, I was thinking, wow, this guy's very similar to Ruben. You know, they have similarities, <laughs> which makes me think that the coaching staff, the scouting team, uh, they, they they have a profile. They have a uh, they have a certain player that they're after. And we had it with Ruben. Things happened. He had to go back to his um, hometown club. We all saw that. But this guy, I'm, I'm not going to say that he's going to be exactly just like Ruben Gabrielson, but the similarities are there. You know what I mean? They're very good with long balls. They're 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 comfortable with with sit, with sending those passes deep downfield. We saw Leo set up Juicy for an amazing goal early on this season in uh, the MLS. And in these in in this guy's highlights. Alex highlights, we see him putting in long balls. We see him going uh, to ground um, confidently with some really good and rough slide tackles. Uh, There's been pictures that you can search up on him on Google of him kind of bloody playing, which tells me that he's a dog. Reminds me of like Sergio Ramos almost. And the fact that he's Serbian, I mean, it kind of gives a little bit of muscle to this to this back line. You know, I mean, some people were saying that maybe the the back line was a bit soft, that it wasn't 100 percent. Well, I mean, if you had this guy, you know, maybe with his philosophy of 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 
center back and with his similarities with the players that I just mentioned, you know, like Gaberson, Leo, I think he could be an okay addition, maybe a great addition to this defense. Now, I'm not going to pretend here and sit here and tell you that I know everything about this guy and say that he's going to be great. But on the information that we have, on the highlights that you see, and really the the kind of players that we see that Josh Wolf is, is, is after, I see things in this guy that we saw in Gaberson and we see in Leo. So it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of player he ends up being for Austin FC. Uh, it is a very low, uh, short loan deal, only three months with the option to buy. So I want to get your thoughts on that. Be Number one, I want to get your your thoughts on the type of deal that this is. Austin FC is, doesn't have a good rep with loan deals. Corozo had a really bad time here. He was sent off, didn't really get a chance. Uh, and also the second thing that I want to ask you is where does he fit? You know, you said that he once he's ready to go, he should be in this in the starting lineup, but let's try to compose a bit of a center back depth chart. But first, the first question be, yeah, what do you think um, of the short loan deal? Well, I mean, with his situation and our situation, I think it we just needed him. We just needed someone cut to come in ASAP, bro. We needed a center back ASAP as soon as possible. That was our situation, and then what it looks like with his situation, he wants to play, so. I'm not too critical of the loan deal. I think the loan deal would be the move to get it done quicker. I think the loan deal would be best case for the player, the club that signed to him, and us. You know, what can if we can get a loan deal going, he'll be able to come in quick, get this done quick, come and play, and then we'll talk about it. It's almost like, you know, a rapid release type of of deal, which I agree. I understand this, the circumstances. Um, you know, uh, and on your other point, it's like no one's saying here that, oh, you know, this is this is going to be our next big guy or this is going to be another Gaberson or this is going to be another Leo or this and that. You know, I think us Austin FC fans, they're looking at this as like uh, we needed a center back. And I think that's dictating everybody's um, takes, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, no one's saying that he's going to be the next big deal. Um, hopefully he plays great for us. But I think as far as our, like you mentioned, our depth chart, as far as our center back, I think we wouldn't be doing this. It just seems out of the ordinary. Like I said, emergency signing vibes. We needed him. So I don't think we'd be getting this guy if he wasn't at least worthy of our starting 11, in my opinion. So like I said before, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I have a feeling that he's going to jump right into our starting 11, bro. I think as soon as he's available, I think he'll be right in next to Leo. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just, it doesn't make any sense that we get him, bro. And he just rides the bench ring still does the center back and he goes back to, 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 to Belgium. It just doesn't, doesn't make sense to me, bro. That's why I say that this loan deal, I think he wants to play. I think we need a center back. So I think he's going to come in and as soon as he's available, which I hope it's as soon as possible, he slots right in next to Leo when he comes back. Um, and if he's not back then, then he'll slot in right next to the ring. Um, and that's why I think it's going to happen, bro. And I'm not saying he's the next big, he's not, he's not another Gaberson, but as far as what we have, I think he, his quality, I think, rises up above. Um, you know, maybe him and Julio can have a little, you know, Julio's out. His contract ends right around, his loan spell ends right around where the time Julio could be fit. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It's up to him, man, uh, how he likes it here, how he performs. If he does well, if he likes it here, he, you know, then maybe we'll sign him. But we'll see. First things first is we need a center back on that pitch. I do want to say this, B. Whenever I had I had first learned of the of the official player, you know that it was going to be um, Alec signing on loan for Austin FC. I was a bit, you know, I had tweeted this the night before. I said, Austin FC fans, calm down and be realistic. And when I had learned of the official news, I was like, you know, okay, this guy, we don't really know of him, Belgian league. You know, just the usual, you know, oh, this guy's not going to be great. But but then you really have to think about these signings and you have to think of of how what I mentioned earlier of what Josh Wolf, uh, maybe Claudio Reina, if he's still making some choices, Sean Rubio, uh, Manuel Junco, the chief scout, what they're after, mate. Yeah. And whenever Ruben Gabrielson arrived at Austin FC, you remember clearly there was fans saying, who is this guy? Where is he coming from? The French second yeah. division? Who who is this guy? And when Ruben left, I mean, you had fans saying, "Ruben, come <laughs> back! Ruben, 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 please come back!" It hurt so us. it just it's just a bit of a testament going to the fact that just because we're getting this guy from a a maybe a not super competitive 
Europe, you know, EPL kind of league, you're getting him from the top flight Belgium league, but you also have to take it into consideration that Ruben Gaberson came from a very similar league, very similar situation, I guess you could say, and he shined for Austin FC. He absolutely yeah. shined. Mate. For sure, for sure. I mean, yeah, uh, people are going to bring up the Tarek thing. You know, he comes from Europe as well, but I think it's a different situation. You know, Belgium's a, the Belgium league is, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty competitive league. So is the French. You know, the French league, it's it's Farmers League or whatever, but the club he did play with earned promotion. So, yes, you know yes, what I mean? So that, to, yes. to me, that's good signs. Him playing in the Belgium league is good signs. There's, You know, you might have some information we can get to later about the reason why he hasn't played. And We're going to get into that next. Yeah, we'll get into that. But, uh, you know, to me, this guy seems hungry. This guy seems like he wants to play, and we're a club that is in desperate need of a center back. So to me, it's a perfect match regardless of his quality, bro. I mean... We're going to find out about his quality. We're going to see if he's uh, MLS-worthy center back. We, we will see. Um, but I think that he knows the challenge. If, if a challenge to him, I think he knows that he's going to have to show out, not only for himself, but for his his parent club, for the fans over there that hasn't seen him play, and uh, make an impact because it seems to me that he's hungry, bro. Definitely, mate. Uh, it seems to me like this is a guy that wants to be on the pitch. He, I guess we can get into that next, mate. Uh Eric, you have anything you want to add on uh, this this signing before we get into the next topic, and also maybe where he's gonna slot in? I mean, B has him starting as soon as he's ready. I mean, I he's jumping over Tadic, jumping over Kip oh, Keller, yeah. right next to Leo whenever he's ready. I mean, we're we're thinking that this is gonna free ring and allow him to push up and help in the midfield. That's what we're thinking right now. But I mean, Eric, you've seen Austin FC center back crisis right now. Do you agree with B that he is an instant starter whenever he slots in? I mean, really? Uh, I I can see I can see uh, B's point. Maybe, maybe. I mean, in the Colorado game, international duties, he's gonna have to slot in real quick, or it could be Keller. We don't know. It's it's beautiful how it's just like a what if. It could happen, and maybe I I think yes, yes. He's going to spin uh, this weekend against Colorado. Important, important to know that Leo Weissen Le, will not be available for that Colorado game. So yeah. we're going to have to put two guys in that center back spot. Alex Ringwood will definitely probably be one of them. So who's going to partner up next to Alex? I doubt, I highly doubt that the new signing is ready to go. I don't know if he's in the country. Honestly, he might be. He might have shot some some promos with Austin FC photographers yesterday. Hey, but he needs to take that private jet over there. ASAP I don't even think him. he's in the country, bro. Yeah, we'll see. Cause I if, don't even think so. What I'm thinking is, if it, it seems like he's not gonna be ready. I mean, you're right. It's it, it's a long shot. I mean, unless AP takes that PJ right away, brings him right back. Primo the pilot. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But to me, if if Kip does start uh, with Ring at the back in Colorado and 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 plays well, uh, then we'll have more of a question, bro. Like, okay, Kip did well. Like, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Um, but. You know, if Kip doesn't do as, as as well as we would want him to do, uh, then I think my take stands as far as him coming right into that, that center back position, bro. All right, man. Well, let's go into the next topic, bro. We got to talk about one of the things that Austin FC fans are mostly concerned about with this guy. And it's the fact that he hasn't played in three or four months with the first team. Now, that's yeah. a, that is a, a big concern. Obviously, fitness level is is going to be something that we're going to be looking at whenever he does come to Austin FC. And that's one of the main reasons why I don't think he will be ready to go for maybe at least a week or two, bro. Because obviously, Josh Wolf is a coach that demands a lot from his players. Um, the the position uh, as as center back under Josh Wolf does more than just defend. Like they carry the ball up, they send balls forward. You know, we've seen it with Ruben, with Leo, with Julio. You know, it's time and time again that Josh Wolf gives them certain instruction, I guess, instructions, I guess you can say, and they do their 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 thing, right? So we got to talk about this, man. So what we have here, what I have here in front of me is just a list of different articles scattered around from the internet. Some of them I had to uh, translate so some stuff might be lost into translation i'm not sure but one of the main websites that i was using was wallfoot.be they're one of the main sources for this uh for these next couple of things that i'm going to state but
but it was it pretty much is the 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 fallout that Alec had with with this coach at this club. Uh, it says um, he had a fallout with the coach at his current team after the World Cup break, which sent him to the B team for about four months. Uh, and then Josh Wolf comes into the picture. Austin FC picks him up on loan until June, as as we've been stating, and with an option for uh, for for purchase. Those are just my quick notes. But what I have here is, let's see, I'm going to just read one quote, just a couple of them, and I'm going to let y'all react to them. Now, this one, I got it from uh, from that website that I mentioned, Walfa.be, is from July 26th of 2022. It says, uh, Alexander, Rando, Alexander Ra- Radovanovic obviously no, long, obviously no longer feels very well at KV, and he made it known on social networks. Last weekend, the 28-year-old Serbian showed his dis- dissatisfaction with the situation at KV on social networks. He did so in several stories on Instagram, where it read, quote, don't let your loyalty become slavery, end of quote. I'm sure that's a direct Damn, what a this bar, to the club. bro. Don't let your loyalty become slavery. Jeez, what he a He says that via his, his, his Instagram. It also goes on to say um, Radovanovic also let his supporters know via social media that he likes them and that they deserve much better than that. He also added that KV Korts, or I'm, I'm just say KV, treated him and his family badly. These are probably the visa problems encountered by his girlfriend when she moved to Belgium, according to the defender. Uh, he did not deserve this, and only animals are treated in this way. This Jesus. is not the first time that the central defender has been noticed in this way in the past. He forced a, a transfer in a similar way to his former club in Lens. It keeps on going. Now, this is from July 30th of 2022. It says, uh, Alec Radovanovic wants to leave KV and seemed on his way to Legia Warsaw, but that transfer jumped last minute, much to the club's dismay. The Serb expressed his frustrations rather explicitly on social media in recent days. However, he asks more understanding from the fans. Quote, he says, I don't want more stress in my life. End of quote. Or sorry, I don't want stress in my life anymore. Um, Damn, bro. There? Now, I have just a little bit more stuff here, mate. Well, actually, B, I'll let you um, react yeah. to what you just said, and then I'll, I'll, I'll read some more after. Go ahead. Oh, man, that's a lot to take in, bro. I mean, he straight up hasn't fallen out with the club. I mean, uh, he, yeah, I mean, ever, ever since the return of the World Cup break, you know, it has been all downhill for him. Um, you know, there's two sides to the story, of course. We're hearing his uh but one thing's for certain <laughs> he is not in good standing with his club bro um he wants to play so he's desperate to get on the field somewhere you know like like his his bar right there don't let your loyalty be slaver i mean to him i guess it, it, him being loyal to the club and just accepting the fact that he's just going to be in the b squad to him is really messing with him and um i hope he carries that on to the pitch over here man because I hope he, he comes in with a bit of a hunger, a bit of fire to him, a bit of, uh, uh, um, you know, something to prove to this to his club or, and the, to show the fans over there that, you know, he's not just some guy to 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 just be pushed around like that. You know, you know, I don't really know exactly too much. You know, you, you kind of went in a lot of stuff there on his side and it's unfortunate. It seems like he's in it seems like he hasn't been happy in a minute, bro. Like as far as his his, his family life, his girlfriend, the club and everything and. Man, I'm really hoping he comes into us and, and and can really find his game and really get his form going again. And to me, I think that benefits us uh, because he's going to come into this the squad. He's going to see Q2, the fans. He's going to see all this. And it's going to, I think it's going to get to him. And, and hopefully, he performs well. He likes it here. We can start thinking thinking long term. So it seems like he's hungry, bro. And see, to me, if, if that was me, bro, you know, hearing all this stuff, to me, it's like, man, let's get it, bro. Let's get it. Let's play. Let me show what I got, what I can do. Uh, let me prove everybody wrong as far as my club. And and, and let me show the fans that I, you know, I'm not just some player to be pushed around. Now, Eric, I want to get your, your reaction to what the coach had to say to to these to these statements, to these Instagram posts. B says that they're bars. Well, the coach did not think that they were bars. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the coach, who was his name is Bern Stork. He's a German coach. I, I looked into him here in a bit. I could let you know some facts about him. But the quote that he put out, uh, this is from December 9th of 2022. He says, he put himself above the club. First, he did not come for a week and communicated via his agent. And the club had problems with him before when he also wanted to leave. I found it to be a total lack of respect for the new coach. This is not a way of acting. We cannot work together. After that, 
Buddy was sent to the B team. But not only him, it was like two other guys that were just thrown to the dungeon, mate. To the B team it was. Uh, let's see. Also, we have... Nope, that's about it from the coach. So, Eric, what are your thoughts on what was the quotes that were read for B to react on and also the response from this coach? Go ahead, mate. I think it, everything that I'm here gives me Ronaldo United vibes. Oh, my <laughs> day. Mate. Are you serious, bro? Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Like, go mean, ahead, mate. Go ahead. It does. Ahead. It does. Lack of playing time, okay. negative against the, the coach, this and that. Let him cook. Let him play. Let him prove it. Well, he went to Saudi, and we got this Alec uh, center back going to Austin. Ronaldo shine. Alec is going to shine. It's going to be beautiful. But my personal take on, on the on the coach, childish, immature. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, yeah, it's not, it's a it's super bad situation, bro. I mean, picture yourself in that situation, Eric. I mean, I would want to get the hell out of there, bro, honestly. Well, and, and it seems like the, his tactic, I mean, look, it, it, I'm, I'm sure this isn't just one way, bro. Like, I'm sure he's, he did certain things. He obviously did something to piss off the coach and the management in this club, like disrespected, they said. And I think there, I think that there's more to it, mate. There's, more, there's more to, to this, it. bro. I think, I think more to it. it just, I think it's stubbornness maybe with him. Uh, maybe he did disrespect the club and, and, and maybe he didn't take it as serious and, and they're just kind of flexing their ego. Like, nah, you know, no one's bigger than this club. I don't care who you are. We're going to punish you. And, and he's like, all right, well, then the punishment is, is getting out of hand. Like, I'm... So it it's just it just seems bad, bro. It seems bad, and to, to to like I said earlier, I think this is gonna help us, bro, because I think he's gonna come into Austin with a bit of a chip on his shoulder, man. Uh, we we have some more stuff here. Alexander Radovanovic, I think that's the best I've said it. Alexander Radovanovic, twenty nine, okay. has been part of uh, KV's B core for almost three months. He did not return in time after the World Cup international break. Unacceptable behavior for the coach. Uh, now, this is a quote from Alec. He says, quote, I never spoke to the new coach. Why hasn't he spoken to me yet? I think it's a shame. Maybe he doesn't have the right to speak to me. His arrival was necessary for the club. He has changed some things that will be beneficial for the club. And then um, this is also from the same website. Uh, it says that, you know, he had offers from uh, several teams. And this is Alec, quote, saying, I had a good offer from Zulte Waregem. But KV didn't want me to go to their big rivals. But why was Timothy Dedic allowed to leave for SEV last winter? If I am persona non grata here, better go to a place where I can play. I even suggested to them not to play the Derby KV, oh, not to play in the Derby. KV Ostendin also made a nice offer, but for the same reason, I was not allowed to join them either. I also refused an offer from the Russian club Kimiki. Now, this is where it gets interesting. When I read this quote, it, it just turned something on in my brain. It was like, wait a second. He goes on to say, I did not want to go to Russia for five months and then have to come back to Belgium. I absolutely respect the club's decisions, manager's choices, but when offers are rejected for a player who the club doesn't need anyway and who's in the B team, it jeopardizes my career, end of quote. Now, why did I say that that quote stuck out to me? Well, if this loan deal doesn't work out, Buddy just came to the United States for three months and he's going back to Belgium. So does that be does that kind of sound alarm bells in your head that this is a transfer that's gonna happen after the the loan deal is over? Um, because I mean the guy obviously must have been told like, hey, you come to Austin, we'll we'll buy you, dude. Because if he seems fed up of going to Russia for five months, imagine flying overseas to the United States for three months. You don't think that would be an issue with him too? Um, well, you know, with everything that's going on in Russia, I think, uh, you know, mm, very good I, I wouldn't, point. I wouldn't yeah, want to go there for a month, you know, but that's a good point. You know, to, to that's your, point. To, to your, you know, I, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say that Austin is going to just like already have made up their mind that they're going to purchase this guy. Um, you know, with everything going on with this club right now in Belgium, you know, maybe things after him being away and showing his quality, maybe things could get fixed with time and, and being away uh, or they, or he, he's obviously extremely concerned about his career, bro. Like he's talking about his career. He wants to play, you know, not offers were coming in that for players that did, maybe teams that don't need him necessarily. And he's in a B squad. So he's obviously extremely concerned about his career, bro. And 
And I think the whole buying thing, the whole I'm gonna spend three months here, come back, though there, there, there. I think that is secondary. I think primary for both sides, for him and for the club, it's to get on a field and have a consistent run of games, bro. I think that is the most important thing. And then we could talk about maybe purchases and flying three months there and flying one month here. And what am I gonna do? I think the main concern in him, uh, in his, is his career. He wants to showcase his talent. And for us, we need a center back badly. So I think it works out perfectly. Um, and I think that the rest will fall in line once he gets a good set of games. Like I, like I said earlier, I would be extremely surprised that if he comes in and just rides the bench for us and comes in here and there, um, I would be extremely shocked. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but but yeah. Mate, I would love to know what Boyle Bali thinks about this new signing right now. But my G is chilling. Where's he at? I don't know. I think he's nah. in his chamber right now. I think I he's in his him. chamber. He left me on red, bro. What? A, oh, what a friend. This what a guy. guy. Um, <laughs> I have one more bit of piece here from uh, on um, Alec, right here that I'm gonna just read real quick. This is on the supporters. Just one of the last things that we'll say, and before we go on to the Austin FC two game coming up, it says, "I love our supporters." However, now I often get blamed from them. For example that I'm a clown because I don't want to play for this club anymore and so on. They don't know anything about the situation in which I am and the way that KVK treats me, concluded Randovich, who could soon join the MLS and the Columbus crew. That was before the Austin FC stuff. But yeah, boys, I think B is spot on on his take where he says that this is a guy that sounds like he wants to play. I think that Josh Wolf might, if he plays his cards right, he'll get a guy that will be a soldier for him because he's going to be very thankful for him to getting him out of this current situation that he's in and which is going to cause which is going to be motivation and it's going to be um like a push for him Mm -hmm. to step it up and earn his position in the starting 11 or he could be completely uninterested at all and he could just come over here to collect a paycheck 100 percent. Dude, i I don't see that happening bro i mean once he comes in a home game at q2 stadium he walks out that tunnel he sees those barriers he sees the supporters he sees the atmosphere the beautiful pitch Mm -hmm. the stadium uh and how competitive this club wants to be maybe he he he, uh he can stay but that's for later we need we need him now we need him asap we need him in the country we need him acclimated and we need him on the pitch i couldn't agree more mate right here in front of me real quick i got his fifa card uh he's a silver card player 70 <laughs> rating 41 okay. pace uh 41 pace 49 dribble 70 defending 77 physical and uh 49 pass rating hey not bad not bad not, not bad. bad you know not i don't bad. have silver players in my team but not bad not bad not bad man not bad uh, <laughs> boys uh, real quick, let's preview. Let's talk about the Austin FC two team. That's the Austin FC two game that's coming up. Coming up, I'm sorry. On Friday, they will yeah. play the Houston Dynamo Dose team. If I'm not mistaken, which is going to be very fun to go watch. I'm going to be there. B's going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited about the talent that is on yes, this team, bro. y'all. I'm not yes. even kidding. Like uh, this, this team has incredibly talented kids i mean you got the Anda, you got Irvin torres and those are just guys that we've been used to from the academy they brought in serious talent i mean uh bobosi got a call up to uh uganda big ups to him he uh, he is gonna he's, he's he's not gonna be here for that game but he's just one of the many talented players that are on here you got sebastian pino that we got the uh, chilean player you have many 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 players on this team but you got chicture uh, eric lopez the goalie that we got is very talented as well hopefully we can see damian las get some minutes alejandro campo valentino well i mean it's gonna be very 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 fun and i'm very excited to see these guys finally get on the pitch for a competitive game i saw them versus roots they were originally supposed to play Dynamo, but they, the game got canceled and they played Roots. And it was really fun to see them uh, kick the ball around. But their season officially starts this Friday. So, B, I want to get your take on really your your emotion going into this game and maybe your expectations. Yeah. Uh, you know, like you said, I'm also very excited to see the talent on the squad. You know, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, you're a little bit more familiar with this team. Uh, I'm not so much, but I want to be. Um, and by doing so, I think uh, I'm going to be going to quite a few of these games. Um, I honestly, even better, I, I live pretty close to the Palmer Field. So for me to go to those games, you know, it, it'll, it'll be pretty simple. Uh, you know, so I'm going to try to catch as many games as I can. I will be there on Friday, uh, me and H, and I'm excited to see the talent. I want to see who is the talisman. I want to see who, who are the main guys. Um, 
I, honestly, I mean, you might know this, but I don't know how this, you know, when Austin FC2 was announced, and a lot of fans might think this, and, and pardon me for not knowing it, maybe I should be knowing this, but I don't know how the uh, how the talent, like, promotion works. Like, can, can an Austin FC2 player essentially maybe make the first team or maybe the, the quality isn't there to, to maybe on rare occasions that could happen. Um, but either way, you know, I'm, I'm excited for, for, for Austin FC to build a secondary pool of talent, you know, and as far as expectations, um, it's hard to say, bro. It's really hard to say, you know, this club identity, they want to be competitive a hundred percent. Um, but it's really hard to say. I couldn't tell you. Um, I would like to watch a couple games in and see where we're at. But uh, definitely excited. Los Verdes are going to be there. I think there's going to be some tailgates. Yeah. You know, some familiar faces are going to be there. Uh, you know, our, I seen RV probably going to be there. Kako, all the boys and stuff. And so I'm excited. Uh, I think we're going to pack that little Palmer Stadium, man. A little, uh, what's it called? Palmer Fields? Palmer Field. Palmer, Palmer Field. Field. So, like that. so yeah, man. Yeah, something, excited. Uh, something cheeky like that. Now, real quick, I got the home schedule in front of me right now in the away. Cool. Uh, it's up on the Austin FC website. Y'all can check it out. Austin FC 2. And just to answer your question, be real quick. Uh, the yeah. Austin FC 2 team is a pathway to get into the first team. So, um, but you, you do kind of have to make a choice because once you sign to the Austin FC two team, I don't think you can play for the first team. So, um, but if you're in the first team, I think you can play down and get some minutes, but you can't necessarily play up. If oh, so you would have to like sign a whole new contract with Austin. Like, so yeah, something like that. So, so an Austin FC player can go down to two to get some minutes if they've been, if they've been poor and then, but an Austin FC two player, let's can't say they can't go up. They can't let's go up because they're, they're signed. Yeah. Let's say they're killing it. Let's say they're scoring goals, and then we're desperately needing something. Is there any way we can make him come to the further? He would have to like. I think they would have to get a new contract, bro, because I know that they can't play up once yeah. they once they sign that contract. To but me, it's to definitely me that sucks, bro. MLS is full with wacky rules and regulations yeah, like that. This true. is definitely one of those topics that we would have to get into. Maybe drop a whole pot on it, bro. Straight yeah. up, we we should even maybe have somebody that works with Austin FC two team maybe come on the pod and talk to us. Yeah, about that it. would be that would be nice. Yeah, That'd be a dope sure. idea, mate. For sure. The home schedule we got March twenty fourth versus the Dynamo Dose at eight p.m. Tickets are like eleven bucks, twelve bucks after fees, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty cheap there. Uh, April seventh versus the Defiance at seven p.m. April twelfth versus North Texas again at seven p.m. April 18th versus St. Louis City 2, 7 p.m. That'll be a good one to check out. And then April 18th, just one more game I'll mention, is versus uh, Minnesota United FC 2. That's at 8 p.m. Some notable away schedules just for the first couple ones. Uh, April 2nd, they go to Sporting Kansas City 2. They play at 3 p.m. April 23rd versus Galaxy 2 at 7 p.m. That'll be a good one. I've seen the Galaxy 2 play before a long time ago. And May 7th versus the Timbers 2 at 7 p.m. So make sure to show them support. Make sure to check them out. Shout out to my G, Anthony uh, Deanda. I've seen that kid play since he was since he had barely got here with the with the U17 Academy. And ever since like the early days, bro, it caught my eye, mate. But Eric, um, will you join us Friday? Will you join us to the game, bro? I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I wanna Check out some talent. Game. Check out some talent, bro. I, I want to see the game. Let's. I don't really know a lot about the Austin FC uh, 2 team, but I do love seeing young talent. I love, you know, Watching the youngsters grow and develop and, you know, turn into men, basically. So, yeah. And, um, yeah. That's one of my main big things, bro, on this, too. Like, I feel a little bit attached to this Austin FC 2 team because you have players like Irvin Torres and Anthony, which are guys that I identify myself with when I was younger. You know, when I was 17, 16, 18, you know, my dream was their dream. What they're living right now is what all of us want. We all wanted to be soccer players. We all wanted to make that dream. And they're they're honestly man they're such cool kids bro they're 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 bros bro i mean they they're really cool guys educated and they're very dedicated to this sport and the fact that they play here for austin fc i mean it just gets me excited Irvin torres by the way one of our youngsters bro already got a call up to l3 not the big boys but to the young ranks to mexico and u.s men's national team bro he got both he got both, bro. Damn, big decision coming up. Big decision coming up for him. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And he's going to be on display Friday. So if y'all want to check it out, Irvin Torres, Anthony DeAnda, so many talented players, bro. This team is full of just young studs. We also got a lone player from Atlas, um, Alfonso Ramirez or Alonso Ramirez, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, this team is the real deal. And they might be more exciting to watch than the first team this year, maybe. Mm. Well, well, I'm, I, I mm. hope they can get the dub, bro, because Austin FC couldn't uh, at Houston, and I hope they can get it done 
uh, here at home in Palmer Field. So I'm all in Austin FC too, mate. Boys, is there anything you want to add on the Austin FC segment, mate? <sighs> Excited for first our new center back to come in. Get him here ASAP. AP needs to fly that private jet over there and get him over here if possible. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see everybody uh, as you're listening to this. It'll be tomorrow, so hopefully we see everybody uh, at Palmer Fields, man, and, and we can watch the game and enjoy the game together with everybody. Hey, one thing I just have to say for Mr. Alexander is what happens in Belgium stays in Belgium. Mate. Keep Come that Austin, shit over there. <laughs> clean slate. Clean slate here. We're going to back yes. you. We're going to support you. Our FO does great with visas and trying to get people acclimated to the city and adjusted well. So I think that we can really win this guy over. And to your point, B, I think you have the take of the night is that this guy is ready to play. And if we play our cards right, bro, Josh Wolf can get a warrior out of this guy. Yeah, get wait till he sees the atmosphere at Q2 Stadium, man. Yep. I mean, I that, if, if, if that doesn't tie the ball, I mean, I don't know what will. So, <laughs> Good point there, mate. Hey, boys, let's get into some uh, European talk, yeah? Is that cool with yeah, you? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into some European chat. We got to talk about the Champions League. We left that out of the Sunday episode with Bali and Primo for this episode exactly. Now, we got some interesting, interesting draws in the Champions League, mate. The Eric, draw was made, mate. You predicted Madrid and Chelsea for the final. We got Madrid and Chelsea for the next <laughs> round, mate. So that's a game that we're going to focus on. Obviously, it's a top-flight derby. B, what was your reaction? And then we'll get Eric's. But what was your reaction to the draw, the news, when you saw it on your phone screen? Madrid, Chelsea. I mean, I smiled, bro. Uh, this, this, <laughs> this. I smiled, I smiled because, like, this is a derby, bro, for us, for our group chat, for our friend base, um, for all, you know, the boys, you know, Primo, you know, Bali and everybody, it's it's a it's a hyped match because of uh you know it's Chelsea and, and Madrid and and I I I was meaning to to look up the top flight record from uh, all time Madrid Chelsea. I think Chelsea are up, bro. I think it's two one one, two wins for Chelsea, a draw for 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 and then a, a loss for Chelsea. So it's two one one. I'll double check that, but. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I think, uh, you know, our first top flight derby was, you know, Chelsea going through on the semifinals to go to the finals, I believe. Um, and then, you know, and then last year, the Benzema masterclass. Uh, and Vini. Uh, and, 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 and Vini masterclass. Uh, uh, coming through, coming back when Chelsea knew, when Chelsea had it in the bag at 3-0, thinking it was done and wrapped in, we're going through. Uh, it didn't turn out to be, and they go through. So, it's round three, in my opinion, as far as top flight derbies go. So excited. I think Chelsea are turning a page. I think we're we're getting going. I know we drew against Everton at the weekend, but I, I think we're we're turning in the right direction finally. Uh, Madrid, obviously coming off the loss against Barcelona. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm hoping our form can, can get going by then, and, and hopefully Madrid can drop a point or here and two. But it doesn't. Honestly, bro. Madrid could lose all the Liga games up into the game, and I would still not count them out. I've learned my lesson, bro. Um, it doesn't matter. You never count Madrid out of the Champions League. This is their DNA. This is their right. competition. So, honestly, it, even if y'all lose the, the La Liga games up to that game and, and y'all come down in shitty form, I still wouldn't be confident because it's Madrid's uh, DNA. And uh, I'm excited. I want to see a great, a great game. These games are always great, bro. I mean, comebacks, back-and-forth goals, golazos, and uh, I'm excited to see that again. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I got some some good stats for you here, B. Uh, I searched it up, the all-time record, Madrid-Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea has won four games against Real Madrid. They've drawn twice, and they've lost one. The mm. draw came in 1971 in a UEFA European Cup winner's cup. Uh, the, the score was 1-1. In uh, May 21st, the same year, 1971, Chelsea beat Madrid 2-1 in, uh, in, in the same cup. Uh, we fast forward to 1998, where Chelsea beat Madrid 1-0 in a UEFA Super Cup. Fast forward to 2021, where Chelsea and Madrid drew 1-1 in the Champions League. Mm -hmm. Then Chelsea beat Real Madrid 2-0. I think Pulisic yep. scored that game. Yep. Ramos and Varane were in the back line. They're not yep. there no more. Uh, they lost against Madrid in 2022. You <laughs> mentioned the Benzema Masterclass 3-1. But then they came around and won at the Bernabeu, three to two. You remember? Yeah, that? that's that was when we had we were up three zero. We were yeah. we had made the comeback and and yeah. uh, it was all and then, you know mm -hmm. yeah. So Eric, let's get your take on the draw: Madrid drew Chelsea or Chelsea drew Madrid, whatever you want to say. B seems. 
Look, maybe a bit too confident. Look, I'm I, I'm not scared. You know, I'm not like ah, oh, I'm not. You know, when I saw it, I wasn't like no. Like, I would have got that reaction had we drew Bayern or City, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. No, I don't know if you take that as a disrespect. Take it how you want it. Had had Chelsea played and drawn City or Bayern, I would be like oh man, you know, fuck, you know, a little down. But we got Madrid, so. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm also not extremely confident. You know, I, I gave you all your respect, you know. Um, so I'm in the middle. It's a good game. Let's see a good game. Go ahead, Eric. I got robbed. My final got robbed. I predicted oh a final. <laughs> they still on his final. <laughs> yeah. I'm on my final. I'm getting this beforehand. And then we got, and the form that we got, the players that are in right now. Yeah. It, like, like B was saying, yeah. Madrid shows up in the Champions League, but so does Chelsea. Chelsea was in this, like, mid or worse form, and then they hit Dortmund, and then you saw the caliber that they have. They have the potential to, to destroy any team that they possibly can. They came back. They have that. I don't know. I feel like it's something that in them in them that just that ignites in the Champions League. And the, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm scared, but what happened the previous years we can't let, you know, Chelsea just ride the wave. You got to be on them all the po- on all the time because Chelsea will hurt you. And I've said this multiple times. Chelsea is the greatest team in London. And Chelsea can prove that. Yeah, and they can't back that. And it's good. Mate, mate, hold on. What? It's, they can't be I, the best team in London if, they, if they're not top of the league. Mate, mate. They can't who's be the, the best team in London if they're not top Who's the, the last London Cup to win the Champions League? And in the Europa League. Who's the last Chelsea. London club to win the Premier League? Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. I Who's get the it, last I get London it. club? I mean, come on, I can go on and on. Mate. I get it, I get it, but that's in the pre- we're talking about with the best team in London right now, mate. It's only one team, and we'll see. they're the Gunners. We'll see. I mean, is 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 this even an we'll argument? See, is this is this, this is really not a topic of conversation? This is not in the books yet. This is not in the books, bro. Arsenal could slip, and Chelsea could win the Champions League. Then what, bro? Then what, bro? Then who's the best team in London, mate? So we'll see, bro. We'll see. Good point. We, we gotta like live. We got, I don't know uh, what what our schedule is looking, but we gotta either live stream it or or, or go to the hop or something and, and yeah, really I agree. enjoy this tie somehow uh, with the fans or whatever. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We definitely need to, need to do something for this tie. Now, uh, real quick, some numbers that I have here: Real Madrid, fifty-one percent chance in favor of of winning the, the tie at the Bernabeu on April twelfth. Um, I like that too. 26% for it to go into extra time or a draw. And then Chelsea, 23% chance of winning the game. I like that we're at the Bernabeu first, bro. I really do. Um, it's not fair. It should be Bernabeu last, mate. Yeah, I mean, I don't That's know how, how that be. works. But I'm excited because, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to come into the Bernabeu with like a 1-0 lead or a 1-1 draw. I tell you that. Um, so we'll see. Now, the, the second leg, the return leg, Chelsea Madrid, April 18th. That's going to be at 2 p.m. Stanford Bridge is going to be very exciting. Uh, some other notable Champions League fixtures that we have, just to touch up on them, Benfica, Inter, Man City, Bayern, and Milan, Napoli. That's going to be very, very interesting. Those games are going to be very fun to watch. Milan, Napoli, that's going to be a good one. That's bro. going to be a good one. Um, the Bayern City, just two juggernauts, man. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's Two teams I wanted to avoid. Two teams that have wanted to avoid each other, bro. I mean, uh, it's gonna be a hell of a game. I hope que se den, que se den, you know, back and forth. I want to see them go at it. Slugfest. Uh, Pep's return to to Bayern. Um, so yeah, I mean, also, I mean, we could talk about a little bit of the the bracket, the way it, it it's planning out. I mean, you got Madrid, Chelsea, City, and Bayern on one side. So the winner of Madrid, Chelsea, play the winner of City, Bayern. I mean, tff, I mean, come on, like. On the other side, you got AC Milan, Napoli, Inter, Benfica. The winners play each other. Uh, potential for a SETI. I mean, extremely high potential for a SETI finalist. Most likely, in my opinion. Uh, and there's also potential for a Milan Derby in the semifinal, which I'm like, wow, you know, Napoli, I wouldn't count Napoli out, bro. I mean, Napoli, in my opinion, on that side of the bracket, are favorites to go all the way, in my opinion. So, but if somehow AC Milan can do it, Inter get it away. I mean, a Milan Derby in the Champions League. We Both need it. games played the in the Champions League. The culture needs it. I the mean, come it. on, bro. I mean, come on, bro. What a game that would be. Uh, but yeah, that's <laughs> the culture needs it, mate. The culture yeah. needs it, Eric. Um, what what are your thoughts on the possible uh, Milan Derby that be just described for the semifinals of a Champions League? I mean, how long has it been since the San Siro has seen? 
you know, two two teams like that go at it in such a such a enormous stage, bro, such a prestigious stage. I mean, the Champions League is the pinnacle of European football. And Serie A has such rich history. You know, many, many great players have 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 gone through that league. But when we're talking about AC Milan and when we're talking about Inter Milan and we're talking about the derby that they that that they that they play, I mean, this game is on another level, mate. But in a semifinal of a Champions League, I mean the internet internet's gonna go mad. But yeah. things have to happen. Things have to happen. Yeah, exactly. Napoli, I mean <laughs> you go ahead, mate. I mean, it's been like what, oh five, oh six, the last time that both uh Milan so, yeah. in the in the Champions League, like knockout stage like that. Um and the if I'm not mistaken, the last time that a Serie A team won it was Inter with you know Schneider and all those guys and Milito. What a great run. And that was Jose Mourinho's team. Yeah, that was a treble. Big ups. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to... I for sure see... With how the bracket is placed, I'm for sure going to see Napoli. I'm going to see all men in the final. Yeah. Before he comes to Manchester United in the summer, we get it, blah, blah, blah. He's going to go. Ah. He's going to be in the final. He's, he's not going to come to Chelsea, mate. He's coming to United, mate. So, Kane's going to United. I don't know. I don't want Kane. Kane can stay at Spurs. He can go to Chelsea. Um, so, yeah, I think that, like how B was saying, he was scared of, like, the, or not scared, but, like, he was, he didn't want the, the Bayerns or the Man Cities. Well, I have to ask you a question, mate. What's going to happen if you beat Madrid? If they beat Madrid, and then you got to face one of those teams in the semifinals, a, a, yeah. a, a City or a Bayern, like, is yeah, that what's the final? That's going to be tough, but I think the, uh... I think, you know, Chelsea, bro, Chelsea only win that Champions League when they have a new coach, bro. Whenever they got a second coach and they come, they bring one in midseason, they win the Champions League, bro. They did it with, uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name, bro. Uh, in 2012. Di Matteo? Di Ma- ah, there you go. Di Di Ma- Matteo. In 2012, they did it with Tuchel. Uh, and now Potter's in midseason. And uh, uh, so, shit, I don't know. You tell me, you know. Um these players are new. We, we essentially bought a new squad of players, bro. So they're not really familiar with each other like that, like tight, you know, bored of each other. Um, so all that coming in, Potter, the the form that we were in, it just kind of like a like a perfect storm of of just we might be able to to, to pull through. Um, but I mean, I'm not even thinking about that right now, bro. I mean, Madrid, I, we got to get through Madrid first. And you're right. I mean, our side. The Madrid side, the the Chelsea, the City, Bayern side is the toughest side, bro. I mean, like, and then potentially you got Napoli in the final, which is like, for, for them, bro. I mean, for them, I mean, come on, when are they gonna be in the Champions League final ever again? Like, potentially, you know, with these clubs, especially in Serie A, you know, you're talking about uh, Osimhen going to to Premier League, losing their players, getting bought out. Like, you know, the cycle for these clubs where AC Milan, the Inter's, the Benficas, like, as soon as they have a nice squad, they get bought out. They go to they go to United, they go to to Chelsea, Madrid, they go to wherever. Uh, so they cycle again. So that adds another layer for Napoli. I mean, Napoli could win the Serie A and the Champions League. I mean, I mean, come on. Like, a part of me, the football part of me, almost kind of sees that like, damn, you know, that's that's a good story. Um, if if Chelsea can't make it through all the way, uh, I'm I'm rooting for for that side. I'm rooting for that side of that bracket for sure. A couple more notes here on the Chelsea Real Madrid thing. Um, I know we kind of already went over it, but um, I, I saw right now on Twitter that Todd Bowley apparently <laughs> liked the tweet of Kessie's goal against Real Madrid. So already spicing things up. Fans, That's Todd Bowley. Fans on on Twitter are very excited, but also some of them are are fed up with this fixture. Um, you know, it's it's a it's always a good game whenever Chelsea plays Real. I mean, we saw some crazy comebacks, yes. and then Pulisic scored his goal. I mean, it was b- both of those times the games have been really really good. So and both of those times when Chelsea won, they won the Champions League. Brother, won, they won the Champions League. So I mean, we're looking at, I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> Interesting there. Yeah, very very interesting. Now uh, we show love to the to the Champions League. I want to show some love to the Europa League. I know, I know, I know. It's sh- a little why? It's a little Mickey Mouse cup. Why? That's apparently what. Oh, said. oh, United's in there. Oh, United is in. Well, it. That's why, bro. I forgot. They play April thirteenth. Okay, okay. They play April thirteenth against Sevilla, 
at 2 p.m. Now, if they don't beat Sevilla, they're not beating anybody. Eric, what are your thoughts on this match coming up, mate? I mean, it's y'all's quarterfinal, leg one of two. Uh, y'all play at Old Trafford first, mate. What's your feeling going into this game? Confident, but I'm not going to get too confident. I mean, if they would have had uh, Scaloni, I would have been happy, happy, happy. But Wait. they just sacked him. No, 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 not Scaloni, Sam Paoli. Oh, there you go, there you go. They Sorry. just sacked him. They just sacked yeah, him. Yeah, they just sacked him. And now I'm a little bit like, ooh, what's going to come? Because I know Sevilla's really low and like, they're like in a red relegation battle. So I'm like, oh, that's easy money. But this is yeah. the competition, mate. Isn't, yeah. isn't Sevilla, Sevilla won it, I think, or was it Villarreal that I'm that I'm Sevilla, about? both, both, really, both. both. I mean, this both. is their competition, mate, you know what I mean? So, hey. Eric, also, Eric, have you never heard of the new manager bounce? <laughs> yeah, I think that's. Have, 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 have you never heard about that? I've Whenever clubs get a new manager, that's why yeah, they put a pip in their step, mate. The new manager bounce is a they real wanna, thing. They want to, they want to show out for the new gaffer. Yep. And if you were gonna sack the coach, you gotta sack him before this important fixture against Man United to get the boys riled up for the new coach coming in, bro. So go ahead, or you can finish up your thoughts on the match. Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm scared of. Not scared, but like. That's what's in the back of my head. Like, they got the new coach. Now that ain't all easy, you know. It's not an easy road now. And I got to be worried about, oh, what's going to happen now? Um, I, th- I think we're going to go through. Like I said always multiple times, a lot of games for United. Not enough depth. It's kind of scary. We saw it against Fulham. We, sh- we honestly shouldn't have passed, but we did. Luckily, thank you, Mitrovic. Thank you, William. Ex-Chelsea player, by the way. Thank you. That's why I love Chelsea. Um, but, I mean, I think it's, I think we're going to go. I think we're going to beat them. I, I, I mean, I hope that the La Liga keeps beating them down and then we can just go to yeah. Then we got awesome. Juventus. Or, and Juventus. Juve, too. Potentially Juve sporting. Yep. So, yep. I wanted to touch up on, like, United, up to up until the 7-0 defeat by Liverpool, they were fighting on all fronts, bro. They had just won the Carabao Cup. They're in the FA Cup semifinals potentially pushing for a Premier League race and now they're in the Europa League and <clears throat> you know they're fighting on all fronts bro so I think they're firing on all cylinders in my opinion I think Ted has got them going uh that defeat kind of pushed them out of the Premier League so maybe they don't have to really really too 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 focus on the Premier League and can push for the Europa League so we'll see bro uh I want to see uh, I, I, I want to see United Juve semi-final I mean that would be interesting That'd be very interesting, bro. Uh, right here, I have the Europa League bracket in front of me. Obviously, Man United plays Sevilla. Uh, B just mentioned Juventus plays Sporting. They're on Man United's side of the bracket, so that could be a very tricky semifinal for them. On the other side, we had Bayern Leverkusen uh, versus... I'm, I don't recognize that logo, and they don't have the team name on it. USG. USG. USG, thank you, B. And then we have Feyenoord <laughs> versus Roma. Mourinho Roma. So it's going to be yes. very, very interesting to see what uh, what what teams are going to get to the final if we can right now let's predict the final just for goofs just like you said be goofs just united goofs. roma that's what i was about to say mate united yeah. roma i agree united roma eric why is it going to be uh, juventus roma well, juventus roma <laughs> <laughs> you want to see Pogba against Mourinho again oh go ahead mate uh nah this I don't know, man. I could see Juventus Roma. I could see United Roma. Juventus. I don't know. Both both of them are intriguing to me. You know, obviously because the Pogba Mourinho, but then you also got Jose Mourinho's last, like former team was Man United. The last time that United won the Europa League was with Jose Mourinho, so that would be a beautiful oh. game. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways for this final to go. It's gonna be an intriguing final, but. I feel like my main priority is like step by step, game by game. And if we get knocked out, then we gotta go fourth place. You're getting roasted. Yeah, new. Yeah, camp. you're getting roasted heavy by me. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think if if they don't win it, I'm not gonna be sad. A lot of games, a lot of injuries, not enough players. Top four because the Premier League has to be the main priority. In my opinion, Europa it has to be top four. We need to be back in the Champions League. You know, we got to get that table. We've been outside in the parking lot. We need to come back. You know, we went outside for a smoke. Now we need to come back and take a <laughs> they, they left y'all. They didn't let you come back in. <laughs> you went outside for a smoke. They said, nah, bro. <laughs> they said, nah, man, get back. 
Nah, man, get back, get back. Boys, is there anything we want to add on the Europa or the Champions League, mate? Uh, excited. Always excited, man. A lot of football in the world, man. Europa League, Champions League. I mean, you know, we could even go as far as to talk about the Conference League, but there's a lot of football, man. You know, international break, just because it has the word break and it doesn't mean that's a break. You know, Nation League is coming up. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff going break. on. What, yeah. Break? Ain't no breaks. The MLS... MLS has no break, mate. Ain't no, no break brother. for the MLS. Ain't no break. Um, boys, we do got to note some international uh, break fixtures. Just like B mentioned, it really is no break. We have international duty for some boys in, in Austin FC, like Leo Weissenen, Owen Wolf is going to join his team, and also uh, Bobosi. He is with uh, Uganda. He got his call-up. But tomorrow at 2.45 p.m., Finland plays Denmark for the UEFA Euro qualifiers. This is uh, match day one of 10. They're in group H. So we're going to see our boy Leo Weissenen square off against Denmark. It's going to be very exciting to see that. Uh, B, who did you say the uh, U.S. Men's National Team played? Those uh, are the big boys. Granada? Granada, I believe. Granada, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to find out. I think Owen and the U.S. Men's National Team, they're going on some type of uh, some, some kind of tournament or something like that. Let me see. It should be on the Austin FC website. But uh, some other notable um, fixtures across uh, across Europe that we do wanna we do wanna mention is I saw England is gonna be taking Italy. They're gonna be taking on Italy tomorrow at 2:45. That's gonna be a really good game, mate. Eric, what, what should we watch out for in that game? I mean, England probably coming into this game hot. They still got Gary Southgate. So what should we um, expect from England? Because also Italy has something to prove. I mean, they've been out of the last two World Cups. Uh, they won the Euros though off of a penalty shootout against England. So it's going to be very interesting to see what this game gives us. What are your thoughts, Eric? Yeah, they want revenge. They want revenge. They want. They beat them in the Euros. They want revenge. They, they didn't come home. They went to Rome. I think they're going to want revenge. And um, is it going to be an intriguing game? Uh, is it going to be a good game? I might watch it or I might watch the highlights. But yeah, I'm going to be on top. I have a question for you guys. Does the international break kind of scare you guys if Leo gets hurt? For oh, a- for sure, bro. Because yes, sure. bro, definitely. He hates Definitely. international break because players get injured or, you know, other teams from smaller Bro, could you, That's a FIFA great question. Virus. Could you FIFA imagine? FIFA could virus. you imagine? We just got the center back, bro, to play next to him. And let, I mean, I don't even want to say it out loud, bro. I don't I, even want to say it out loud. I didn't add it to the pod. I didn't add it to the pod notes because I don't want to talk about it. Bro. I don't even want to talk this, about it. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it, bro. I don't want to oh talk about it. Oh, my God. Could you Eric, imagine? Eric, why? Why are you why are you making us go through this, Eric? <laughs> hey, fair point though, fair point, but still fair I don't point. even want to talk about it, bro. Uh on the on the Owen Wolf situation, I'm gonna bring up this note real quick. It, uh from the Austin FC website. It says Austin FC midfielder Owen Wolf was named to the US U twenty men's youth national team roster for the program's upcoming training camp and international friendly matches against England, France, and Serbia, set to take place later this month in Spain. Big ups, Owen Wolf. Big ups, my G. Now on uh Bobosi who also got his call-up, which should be here on the Austin FC website as well. Um, or is it right here? Bobosi Biarwanga called up to Ugandan men's national team. The Federation of Uganda Football Association, FUFA, announced that Austin FC 2 midfielder Bobosi Biarwanga has been named to the Ugandan men's national team roster for the upcoming Africa Cup of Nations qualifying matches. Biarwanga will represent Uganda in a pair of games against Tanzania, Tanzania first match on March 24th in Suez City, Egypt. Then on March 28th in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. So big ups to Bobosi, big ups to Owen and Leo. Please be safe. Please be safe. Uh, there was a photo that was shared on his Instagram earlier today. Him uh, throwing the thumbs up for the camera, dripped out in Finland gear. He looks like he's in good spirits. So we're gonna get him back in one piece. And boys, we're gonna we're gonna carry on. We're gonna carry on. We're gonna carry on, B. Bali over there overreacting, so I don't know why I'm telling you. We you know. uh, we got a lot of, you know, we, we post some clips up with our, our, our pod at the weekend, and, and there's a lot of fans, a lot of debate, a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of talk between me and Bali's differences. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this is Bali, and he's not here today, but, you know, if you think that's bad, I mean, what we go through in the group chats, what we go through in person outside of this, you know, we got to try to be respectful in front of the camera and, and, and bring you all a good product. Uh, but when they're off, I mean, it's a different ball game. Uh, it's just that's our friendship. You know, I've been knowing Bali for a while, and when we agree, we agree, and when we don't, you know, we don't. So yeah. 
Definitely, mate. Uh, boys, is there anything we want to add on Austin FC or the European segment? Eric, I see you nodding. I'm a, I'm a, uh, watching last last uh, last weekend's pod. Uh, just before uh, Bali destroys me, I'm on I'm on I'm on I'm on I'm on Brian's team. Hey, my team, Brian, bro, you're a Brian, bro. It's two 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 losses. It's too soon. Give give the guys time. Let let Austin FC flourish. So I'm on team Brian. Hell yeah! You heard All that, right. Bali? Fair, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. There, there were a lot of fans that took B side, but there were a lot of fans that took Bali side as well. Bro, a lot of people a, DM. Bro, someone made a meme, a meme of, of yeah, that clown, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, it was hilarious, did, bro. bro. Shout out to homie. I forget his Twitter name. Uh, it was funny. But that it was, was a hilarious. Funny. Keep him coming. I mean, it is what it is. But to me, that was funny. I saved it on my phone. Uh, it was hilarious. <laughs> Multiple people sent it to you, right, B? Yeah, bro. They were DMing like. People that don't even know about uh, you know, Austin FC, just friends that I have on social media, they're like, did this guy just call you a clown, bro? Like, bro, it's long story. Long story. Long story. Long story. It's all love. Like he said, it's, it's all, all love. love. Uh, it was funny. So, yeah. It, you know, it just means that fans are interacting with the pod, and that's what we want. You know, even if it's a meme making fun of one of our takes. I mean, s- somebody said that I had a quote-unquote shit take. So, I was like, hey, you know what? I'll take it in the chin, man. Take it in the chin move on. Not everybody is going to agree with our takes. And that's yeah. just what it is, man. But you can tell the difference between Bali supporters. And uh, <laughs> you can tell. Mate, Bali has an army. Bali has an army. <laughs> oh, you don't think I don't know that, bro? I mean, Bali you has see my army, DMs, mate. bro. <laughs> Bali, has ar- Bali said that somebody had DM'd him and told him to hit me next time that he didn't shoot me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's getting wild. Yeah, yeah. It's getting wild. Boys, <laughs> I think this is a good place where we can end this midweek episode to see if we can get another one cranked out next week. We got some important things coming up this weekend. Friday, Austin FC 2 plays against Houston 2. Saturday, we have a home match at Q2 Stadium against Colorado. The bounce back is coming. Uh, Sunday, rec- recording top flight. And then Monday, you'll get that drop and do it all over again, mate. So, boys, thank you for being here. Everybody, thank you for listening. And we'll be back with more soon. Thank you.